Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer. Jay Posner, he's over here, sports editor of the Union Tribune. We're both in San Diego. That feels good. Headed to Petco Park for a playoff game. That feels good. Padres-Dodgers games three and four. Blake Snell, Tony Gonsolin tonight. That's Friday as we tape this. Tomorrow, Joe Musgrove, hometown kit, in case you haven't heard, uh, <laughs> against Tyler Anderson. Uh, that would be game four. Jake Peavy throwing out the first pitch tomorrow. My gosh, Jay, Padres are in much better shape than you thought they would be, when I say you, the greater you, than any of us thought they would be after game one. Yeah, I mean, I think we all said, and we said on here the other day, and by the way, good morning, Kevin. It's always it's great to see you. Great to have you back in town. Uh, it's been been a while, I know. Uh, but uh Hey, you brought home victories, isn't that the uh, isn't that the key? Everybody always yeah, says it's goal, up to you. You know, I yeah, what I can you know, do. Big role that you uh, that you played, and we should mention uh, Kelsey Plum throwing out the first pitch right. tonight. A WNBA star, former uh, number one overall pick, college star from La Jolla Country Day. So she throws out tonight. PV tomorrow should be fun. You know, we talked at the beginning before this series that I thought at least, and I think you did too, this series was going to come down at least in the early stages to game two. Padres were probably really up against it in game one, which turned out to be the case. Even though I don't think Julio Arias was at his best, uh, Mike Clevenger certainly was nowhere near his. And it was going to come down to game two, and the Padres had you Darvish on the mound, and that's who you would want on the mound. And it was they were going to have to win that game or their season was basically going to be over. And, uh, you know, you give the Padres a ton of credit. Darvish was a little bit shaky early, uh, gave up three home runs. One of them obviously shouldn't have been uh, based on the call to Max Muncy. I, you know, I know that people talked about the Freddie Freeman at bat uh, as well. That To me, those pitches are like, I mean, that that's that's a tough call. I don't, I don't even I don't get on umps for pitches like that, you know. A diving fastball low and in at 96 or whatever it might have been and maybe it ticked the zone the Muncie call was unforgivable it, it's just incredible that that would that that would happen and and then of course he hits the home run but we've seen that before a little bit from Darvish where he's shaky early and then he finds a way to get through usually six innings it didn't quite work and and that was why I also didn't have a problem with him going out for the sixth inning I don't know how you felt about that but I felt like you know he was at 88 pitches he's you Darvish and he should go out for the sixth and see and see what happens uh he's the only one he's the, the only absolutely one. He's the, the only, only one, one. Bob Melvin would feel that way he's the only one yep. where I wouldn't even ask Bob at some point like hey is because that's why every yeah. That's why you Darvish goes six innings all the time. I mean, that's what and, he does. And, and, and you Darvish goes six innings all the time. You're in a series with the Dodgers. Who's your best pitcher to be on the mound? Plus, like you now, you know, you do realize you have to cover those innings when you Darvish yeah. is in there. Um, now, <laughs> that's like I said, it's it, that's the only guy that you're going to say that about. I want to point out, like tonight's starter and tomorrow night's starter on back to back nights at the end of September held the Dodgers scoreless for five innings apiece. Right. Now. That Dodgers team was hardly interested in the season. But <laughs> nonetheless, I think that's much better than you going into this saying, oh, wow, these two guys haven't done, done well against the Dodgers. Blake Snell held the Dodgers to to uh, to no runs on one hit. And right. the next night, Joe Musgrove, who has not been very good against the Dodgers by and large, held them to no runs on, I believe, four hits. That was September 27th and 28th. I I think over the next two nights, I think they would do well to try to win the series. I'm being somewhat facetious. Of course they are going to. But you get to game five and you're looking at Urias again. 
Can't count on another three runs off of Arias. And then you don't know, moreover, you don't know who you're pitching in game five. Yeah, I mean, that, I was going to get to that a little bit later that the, the the next two nights are are so big for the Padres because there are many, many reasons not to want to go to a game five, starting with the fact it's it's game five and you never know what can happen. If you can end it before game five, obviously you want to do that. But the Padres are in the position, the Dodgers at least would be in the position. They would be going home. They would have their best pitcher. The Padres would not have their best pitcher or anywhere close to it. The only, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't looked up Darvish's record on three days rest. He was certainly extended the other night pitching. Maybe he'd be good for a couple of innings, but you're not going to go, you're not going to get six inning you Darvish if you go on short rest. Clevenger has not been good against the Dodgers this year. Sean Manaya has not been good against the Dodgers. I, I don't know what Reese Kinnear and Ryan Weathers are doing right now. Or and which or, pitcher you're going to take off the roster next series if you do? Yeah, it. I mean, obviously exactly. it would be about advancing, but you're not you're not taking these guys off the roster for Max Scherzer, right? He's not going to. Yeah, you, can't right. do, you can't do Jacob Degrom in like the Eli Manning going to Penn State uh, outfit. <laughs> you're, you're not. You know, <laughs> that's not what you're doing here. So. Yeah, yeah, so that's way, that's Jay, not a situation that Padres want to find themselves in. Not going to Game 5, the reasons to not go to a Game 5 start with, how do I pack for Los Angeles <laughs> if they go to a Game 5, okay? Uh, <laughs> well, it would be great because you don't know if you're going to be coming home the next day <laughs> or – Coming home for an offseason, coming home for games, because if the Padres were to play the Phillies, Phillies in the NLCS, it would start Tuesday night at Petco Park. So, yeah. If they're uh, playing the Braves, I, it's starting in Atlanta. It means you're flying to Atlanta. But, yeah, as long as we get the important things taken care of, what is Kevin going to pack? How 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 will he fit everything into his, into his suitcase? Let's be honest. I did not take enough underwear on this trip. <laughs> and there must have been – I took enough clothes – but I didn't take enough underwear and ended up having to wash it in the shower in Los Angeles because there must have been something subconsciously, if I'm being coming clean here, that I didn't think I was going to L.A. That's so you're, That'll teach you. You know, just, the underwear, I just wanted to be honest. It was burning saying, me. You know, that must have been it. I, I had enough clothes, but I looked in there. I didn't have enough underwear. So here we are, though, uh, where I, I don't know, Jay, that the complexion of this really changed. The, for this to have still been a series, it had to be 1-1. We've discussed that. Uh, you still got to win two more games against the Dodgers. Absolutely. And, I and you know, I looked this up. I looked up last night, and uh, I should have made a note of it, but the, the Dodgers got swept in a series by the Giants this year, games 58, 59, and 60. So that was back whenever – in late uh, late June, probably. And I believe that they lost three in a row, only two other times the rest of the season. Um, I'm sorry, they lost three in a row once. It was August 31, September 1 against the Mets, and September 2 against the against the Padres. And then in the final week of the season, they lost three in a row when, the, you know, they didn't, couldn't have cared less about any of those games. That's a long time to go without losing three in a row. In fact, during that time, they only take away that three-game losing streak um, in, in the late August, September, where obviously they lost three out of four on either side of it. They only lost three out of four two other times during that time. So even if you were thinking about you know the Padres going going five and winning, the Padres are still up against it in this series. The odds are certainly not as long as they were when when you and I last spoke, because now it's a best of three. Two of the three are in San Diego. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, the way the Padres played at Petco this year, 
a lot of times that's not so good. Uh, as Tom Krasvick pointed out in his piece this morning, where he said he doesn't think the Padres should be underdogs. He said the, it's going to be cool this weekend, at least by certainly by October standards in San Diego. It's going to be in the 60s. Ball does not fly as far in uh, in colder weather. So that shouldn't be an issue like they're playing, you know, like they'd be playing one o'clock day games in August or something. So uh, there's all kinds of things we can talk about. It comes down, as always, to finding a way to, to stop the Dodger lineup. Um, you know, Darvish did that well enough the other night. And then the bullpen. I mean, what can you say about the Padre bullpen the, the, the first two nights? I and mean, they've been incredible. Guys we talked about that, you know, maybe they wanted to avoid. Uh, all came up big in the first game, gave the Padres a chance at least to make a game out of that. Uh, then the guys that you do want to see, uh, Robert Suarez, who's just been, you know, we've talked over and over again about how great he's been uh, over most of the season if you get past those first couple of outings or a couple of his outings he had early. And, you know, Nick Martinez and obviously Hayter uh, coming in for a rare four-out save. You can't do any better than the bullpen's done for the Padres. I will say, the Dodger bullpen's been really good as well. We're yep. going to see a lot of the Dodger bullpen the next couple of nights, particularly tonight. But the Dodger bullpen has been great. They gave up one unearned run. The only earned run was given up by Blake Trinan. A little bit iffy whether Trinan should be in a high leverage situation coming off the injured list like that. But, you know, Cronenworth took care of a run there. But that's it. So, I mean, the bullpens for both teams have been phenomenal so far. Um Absolutely. No, you bring up uh, coming off the injured list uh, a little bit different, but this isn't Tony Gonsolin, uh, Cy Young Award candidate from from April uh, and, and, and May uh, that the Padres are going to be facing tonight. I, I mean, look, Tony Gonsolin come out and throw five shutout innings and uh, in, in yeah, 75 pitches that he's allowed to have. Um, so we'll see. The Padres have done an, a magnificent job. Every pitcher they've faced, even Jacob deGrom, their attack against them, their, their, mm-hmm. their plan against them, be it. Go after them quick and put the ball in play because that's what you're going to do or make guys throw pitches. The Padres have been good actually at that since that meeting in uh, Arizona, you know, Um, so they'll they'll do their best uh, to once again make the bullpen work uh, tonight. Um, Right. The thing with Gonsolin is real quick, he was even before he was Cy Young candidate, Tony Gonsolin. The Padres True. never hit the guy. He was he was always that guy. You're like, wow. The, he was one of those magic Dodgers, right? Like, right. Yeah. He'd, he'd come in, and they might use an opener, and then Tony Gonsolin would come in in the second or third inning and throw four or five innings. They wouldn't touch him. Yeah. Um, they didn't touch him twice this year, I believe, when he – when he pitched against him. So whatever he's, whatever he's got, he's still Tony Gonsolin. And I I would expect the Padres to have trouble against him tonight for whether it's four innings or whatever it is. And then, you know, look, I'm wondering, I was talking about this yesterday with someone who's a Dodger fan and we were saying, (gasps) we've got to think that Dustin May has to be first out of the bullpen because why else would Dustin May have been put on the roster if it wasn't to piggyback with Gonsolin? It just it, it's the only move. It's the only thing that makes sense. Probably means it won't happen. But I've just got to think that Dustin May would be the guy that if he's on the roster, they want him to pitch. This is the opportunity where he comes in tonight. And and look, if Gonsolin's in trouble early, maybe maybe Dustin May's in in the third inning or the fourth yep. inning. Yep. But I would be surprised if we don't see Gonsolin for three or four, and then May for a couple, uh, and then they get into their uh, some of their other guys. Um, uh, and 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 look. They have a lot of relief pitchers who are really good. I mean, that was it Monty the other night? Oh. Um, man, how how 
tough did that guy look? And we're talking I was about like having to hit Swartz. It was like Vesia and yeah. Monty was woo. Yeah, that must be what it's like for other teams to see Suarez come in. Oh go, wow! How do this guy's throwing one hundred and one? You know, diving all over the place or whatever. How are we going to hit this guy? So, you know, and look, the Dodgers made a couple mistakes the other night, and uh, the Padres have played more clean in the in the couple games. They have to continue. They have to continue to do that. They need to put the ball in play uh, with a runner on third. It didn't happen with one at bat the other night. I think with Drury, but then it did happen with Cronenworth, if I got that right. Yes. And Cronenworth yeah. hit, the, hit the ground ball that got a run in. They need to do really that kind of bat. that kind of Yeah, that was a great at bat. They, that's the kind of thing they need to continue to do. And then, you know, they need they need guys like Machado <clears throat> to step up and hit and and hit a home run. You know, they could I know we talk about this guy a lot. I know it feels like I'm probably picking on him, but my God, Juan Soto has one hit <clears throat> they, and one walk, I think. They still need something from Juan Soto. Oh, without um, a doubt. I mean, it'll, if you look back, let's say they don't win this series and and he has maybe, let's say he has a couple more singles, right? It goes another two, goes three games and, and he has three three singles uh, and, he, and he walks again. I, and, and But there were some times where he, well, obviously every time he comes up, he could hit a home run, but there were times he could have driven in runs, multiple runs or whatever, done like he did in New York, which is still a grounder down the line. Yeah, um, yeah I think we're going to look back and, and it'll have been a disappointing postseason in much lot even if he has a you know a 380 on base percentage i think that it will be just like you have to look back and say that his two months here were disappointing and i will yeah. once again say in no way would that make me as a baseball watcher uh less excited to see soda or um, tati soto machado next year and what Juan Soto can contribute to this team over the course of a season and a season where he didn't have two sets of new coaching staffs, um, uncertainty all the time, move across the country and, and all that. I will look forward to that. But yes, without a doubt, so far it has been disappointing as to, you know, the man who's talked about his 500 million man, the man yeah. who's talked about his Ted Williams, the man who's talked about as being a game changer, uh, Certainly, it's been disappointing. Manny Machado has made this series uh, as much his series as as anyone's, and certainly better uh, and more of a presence uh, than he was for the, at least the first couple games of, of the Mets series. Um, right. One thing I want to say about Dustin May, yeah, that's nasty, but that doesn't give the Padres the shakes like it would have earlier. We basically Correct. would have said, we don't need to show up. We can write this from somewhere <laughs> else. If you're saying Gonsal and May in, in a couple previous years, but the right. Padres have done well against May. There's a reason May isn't in the starting rotation or, you know, hasn't been used yet or whatever. There's uh, so uh, that said, as Jay pointed out about Gonsolin, Dustin May is filthy. And, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be tough here, but also, it's the postseason. Look, if the Padres are going to win three in a row, it's because they're going to continue to play and pitch as they have so far here in the postseason. This is, and it, all it takes in the postseason is a pocket. There is no other way to decide the baseball championship except for to have like another half of a regular season. Uh, right, right. Okay? Baseball's unfair, Dodgers. Sorry. If you lose this, you were still the best team, right? And the Padres yeah. worked. Um, so, uh, but, you know, the Padres would be going on. All you need to have is pockets. This is, without a doubt, it may be the best pocket of baseball they played all year, but it's in the top three of one, one and a half week windows that the Padres have played all year. Yeah, there, there's no That's doubt. What you and, want to and, do. and it's interesting, while you, I, we mentioned Soto, you know, Mookie Betts is one for eight in the series. It's, it's, you know, it's a couple games. I mean, the greatest players ever um, have, have series where they don't, 
where they don't hit. It's one reason October stuff is so it's it's overblown uh, in different ways. I mean, it's, it's overblown. so wonderfully overblown. Right, right. That's a good way to good way to put it. I mean, the Dodgers have gotten production from all the guys in the order after Mookie, and it. it but what they haven't done is gotten big hits. And that's where the Padres have excelled in keeping them off the board. I mean, Trey Turner has three hits. Freeman has two. Will Smith has three. Muncie has three. Gavin Lux has three. You would expect with all that that the Dodgers would have scored more than eight runs in in the two games. But the Padres did a great job of keeping them off the scoreboard in certain situations. And that's, I mean, look, that's what this is about. It's finding ways to scrape runs here and there occasionally hit a home run and finding ways to keep the other team frustrate the other team in the in the big situations and the Padres have done that they've gotten three hits from Machado uh three from Cronenworth a couple from Profar a couple from Kim you know those are the kind of guys where you need uh you need them to come through and and you need guys to hit in the right in the right spots and 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 take advantage of certain situations you need and then you can't make mistakes you know you can't bunt toward third base when the pitcher's there it was a great play by Gratterall but the bunt needs to go the other way you can't strike out with a runner at third and a runner in, and a uh you know less than two outs those kind of things are the things you look that you look back on. Which is uh, why the beauty of Cronenworth's at bat when he goes down 0-2 right after yep. that strikeout you're talking about because um, that's something they haven't done. And, and in particular against the Dodgers, you pay for those mistakes. And look, they haven't allowed the number nine hitter to kill them, uh, you know, and being yep. Bellinger the last two nights, it won't be tonight. Um, you know, there's so many things that it, it looked like it could have fallen apart. And I called it one of the more intense games you'll ever see. And certainly the Padres haven't been in a lot of playoff games, but part of that intensity was fans first off and second off that it was the Dodgers. And the Dodgers yep. were down by one or two runs for multiple innings. And you're like, I mean, it's the Dodgers who can, every time <laughs> they put one person on base, the possibility of two runs one pitch later is right there. And it right. didn't happen. And it was magnificent by Padres pitchers. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's always, I mean, I can't tell you how many Dodger games I watched this year. Like even after the Padres would finish and I would flip over to the Dodgers, who of course were always playing later uh, and, and playing longer. And and they you know they would be trailing somebody like four to th- four to two in the eighth inning or something or the seventh inning and be like oh they're gonna win you know they put a guy on it's like oh they're gonna have three runs soon enough and that's the kind of stuff that they did and that's where the other day I mean ro- what Robert Suarez did oh. uh, was so was so huge for the Padres and basically you know season saving. Uh, one of the things that saved the season is Suarez in that inning. I mean, if this if the Padres were able to move on, uh, that's going to be a moment. You know, when you when I tell you we need to write ten moments, big moments of the season, that's a big moment of the season. Suarez in that um, in that spot right there. And it, let me tell you, if we look back and and you know, uh, at some point here, you're going to tell the folks that we'll see you on Tuesday. We'll we'll talk on Tuesday, be it here or you know, I'm in Atlanta or. Uh, or I guess there's a couple options here. Season yeah. over, playing the Phillies. Anyway, we're going to talk on Tuesday. We'll do another podcast. It'll so be looking back or looking ahead. And um, and if it's if it's looking ahead and this team keeps advancing, look, there's still going to be things to talk about 
that that you know free agents that are leaving more than I think people think guys that can opt mm-hmm. out um yep. you know questions and holes in this lineup you know Trent Grisham did still hit 184 even if he hits three bombs tonight I mean there's things <laughs> but there are also things that went really well like getting Robert Suarez all right yep. like getting all these starting pitchers so that this bullpen was not destroyed by October I mean yep. there are a lot of things that maybe it didn't live up to what we thought it could or arguably it should have take out Tatis just you know maybe this team still should have been better right um but there's a lot of things AJ Preller did uh and his staff that worked out pretty much exactly like they wanted to like get to the tournament and things can happen right and I think Melvin was like that as well we there were times where I think fans in particular were frustrated that he it felt like he wasn't managing to win that particular game that it was more, hey, if we win, it's great, but I'm not pulling out all the stops to win this game. Obviously, he's not trying to lose. That's not what I meant. Right. But he's 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 managing in a way where he has the big picture in mind. And he was confident, even in September, there were games where it was like, wow, they kind of gave that game away there. But he was confident that they were going to make the playoffs. And, and once they made the postseason, he wanted to make sure that the bullpen was not fried. And the pitchers were not fried, and I think that's where where he deserves a lot of credit because these guys appear, at least right now, to be pretty fresh. Uh, and the off day yesterday was obviously big for both teams. I mean, the Dodgers didn't have to pitch yesterday either, so you know, would expect tonight that pretty much every reliever on both teams is available, except um, for except for the uh, email that I got when jo- Josh Hader was put in saying that Melvin was desperate. Uh, and that has has Melvin not watched Hater pitch except for that one? The emails that I get in the in the postseason are not all that different than the emails that I get mid game in the regular season, except they're appropriate now yeah. because you are yeah. managing to win every game. Exactly. I hope that some people are looking at that and going, "Oh wow, this is the difference between July, right?" and October and it's funny because I'm basically saying don't get all that worked up over the you know these 162 games they want you to pay for uh (laughs) you know but this is incredibly different it's it's the the difference between the regular and the post in uh baseball is just monumental yeah I I also did get one uh, I got a, a, a tweet from someone I don't get the emails like you get uh, I, or maybe I've blocked people. I don't know, but I, uh, I, I, I get tweets from people one the other night that said that Melvin blew game one by after Machado and Soto had reached base on the walk and the 40 foot single. That, how weird was that? Machado hit a ball in the dirt and it's and it back to the ground. Real nice at bat, real fortunate hit. <laughs> exactly. And, and Melvin had blown the game by not having the Padres cleanup hitter sacrifice in that situation. Um, huh. So you know, I okay. thought that was interesting that you were going to be bunting from the cleanup spot. Number one, Brandon Drury has never had a sacrifice bunt in his career. So you're not going to take him out to then bring in somebody else who sacrificed. They did pinch hit with Josh Bell, who also has as many sacrifice bunts in his career as you and I do, Kevin. So we're not bunting in the sixth inning or in any inning with the cleanup people uh, at uh, at bat. If Although we have seen really both, nice so- we have seen both Soto, we have seen both Soto, and um, there was a Dodger who bunted uh, the other day as well that I was surprised. Um, yes, that I'm surprised at. So uh, I, I'm not. 
I don't know. One thing about Soto. Time and going, I bet you he did that on his own too. Yeah. One thing about Soto, and and I'm looking forward to seeing him next year as well with with Tatis. And and by the way, another game burned off of the uh, suspension (laughs) now with with at least seven in the postseason. I believe we're back for the entire Um, Cubs series at this point. Yeah. At uh, at the end of April, uh, but one thing I would not do with Soto is commit anything long term. Uh, you got to see another off- year in at this least. off season. They got to see a year yeah. uh, before anybody thinks. Well, about, and that's uh, there's no danger in that, that happening because that's what the Padres, uh, that's what the Padres stance would be, and his agent yeah. is Scott Boris, and, yeah. and and Juan Soto turned down the 415 mil, so there's no yeah. chance whatsoever of good- anything happening this off season. Right. Uh, game four, real quick, uh, Musgrove be a great moment for him to be out there uh, pitching in San Diego in a in a postseason uh, in a postseason game. And especially with everything that happened uh, in New York, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, I would Tyler save Anderson. this, Jay. I would save this, uh, but I know that Joe is going to be speaking to the media, so he's going to he's going to talk about it. But yeah, Joe PV, Joe, they're the same guy. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe Musgrove has met Jake PV one time when he no. was like 12 years old and got his autograph. That's, they have that's... neither talks talked nor texted. He will meet him probably today for the first time. Like it, it is the coolest thing. It absolutely. Joe Musgrove was the kind of guy who got autographs. He was the kind of guy who when he grew up like all the rest of us in San Diego thinking, you know, uh, Sean Burroughs was going to be the next big thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> and now here's Joe Musgrove is one of five, you know, uh, n- uh, nine figure guys on this team. Yeah. Right. And he grew up yeah. going to, going to um, uh, sporting goods stores and card shops to get the autographs of these guys that, you know, and it's like, and now Jake Peavy, his hero is going to throw out the first pitch wearing 44, but with Musgrove's name on the back. I mean, you don't get very often where not only is there this story, but the athlete lets us see how important it is to him. No, that's, that's very cool. And, and I'm, uh, I, I am also going to assume that someone will be writing that for a, uh, that will, people will be able to read about that online later. Today. Well, that's where I said, I would have saved well, it, but look yeah. in like two hours, it's going to be, everyone's going to have it. So right. no, that's right exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's that's great. A bonus for those for those listening live. Get the uh, get the bonus. So no, that's great. Uh, Tyler Anderson on the other side has been very good uh, all year. He's won I don't know 15, 16 games. He pitched really well against the Padres, especially his last time uh, last time out. We mentioned on the last podcast. So this by no means will any of this be easy. But it's not supposed to be easy. Uh, it's it's supposed to be tense and. Uh, and nerve wracking and nail biting and all that stuff. And I'm sure the next two nights, uh, you know, there'll be 90,000 people in the uh, between the two games in the in the East Village and, and in all the places around that and around the city. And look, this is this is fun. This is supposed to be fun. I hope everybody hope everybody enjoys it. I hope everybody acts reasonably and you know stay safe don't don't do stupid stuff don't uh, end up on those viral videos like those dodger fans yeah th- exactly you don't want to be that uh you don't want to be that person he, but here's uh, what i hope jay and it's been a little rough to want to say put out on social media or something um these types of things because it does feel like some members of the media have lost their minds uh in terms of becoming padres fans and and we're not right yeah. But Jay, you and I talk here a lot about being fans of good baseball. And here's what I hope that the I hope for the Padres that they get to experience an incredible crowd. I think that's a given. I hope the fans get to experience 
a game like the other night. Yeah, like yeah. not it's where now they would love if the Padres are up seven zero in the second, but sure. not where the, the Dodgers come in and, and just say, as they have for most of the last two seasons since the Padres <laughs> even became something like a fly on the side of their face, they just they let the Padres win one and then they squash them. Right. Uh, now, this is the postseason. I don't expect it to happen, but it could. I hope that doesn't happen because I would love for the fans to experience true playoff baseball. It was one of the great things because if they'd come back 0-2, I think there would have been a lot more Dodger fans tonight. And I think there would have been a vibe in the building like Padres fans were just waiting for the end of the season. And now it's going to be a vibe like our team can win this. Right. Right. No, I, I, I think that I think that's true. And and even if the Padres lose tonight, there's, you know, there's still there's still tomorrow. And with Musgrove with Musgrove on the mound and everything, I mean, by no means is anything lost for either team. If if tonight and by the same token, if the Padres win tonight, it'll be incredible tomorrow night with the idea. Here's Musgrove pitching PV's out oh. there and the Padres have a chance to to not only advance, but to do it by beating the Dodgers. So, you know what I told we'll, Musgrove when he said he's going to be geeked up for this game? I said, "Uh oh, dude, you better keep that spin rate down. <laughs> you better watch those. Better watch the, how red are his ears going to be if he's going to be even more geeked up for this uh, for this game. So anyway, uh, wherever you're watching the game this weekend, uh, enjoy it. We're hoping it's a lot of fun for everyone. And as Kevin said, we will be back with you on Tuesday morning. And we could be talking the end of the season or we could be talking Padres Braves or Padres Phillies. All those options are on the table and we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody.